stories, big guests, the big picture. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge. Weekdays 1230 to 3, 770 CHQR. Welcome back. Rob Breckenridge with you here this afternoon. Angela Cocott will uh, take over here after 1230, filling in as I fill in. And, uh, Ange, we've been talking about the vaccine rollout. Had some some bumps along the way yesterday. I Sounds like maybe uh, running a little more smoothly today. I know you're going to pick up that story today, though. And I am encouraged that it is running more smoothly. We've been getting a number of emails and ta- texts rather saying, yeah, I got in, no problem, got on the phone line or got on the website. Uh, and I think that's all great. However, I want to have a little more of a conversation about the idea of using 811 as part of the phone line for the rollout. Only because we know 811 is HealthLink. And we know that if we have a concern, do we go to emergency? Hmm, don't know if I should. So that, that's been a great tool for a lot of Albertans. But suddenly a lot of people are using 811 to be able to book online. And so is there a better way? Would there have been a, a better number that we could have used? I know so many of them are 211s, 311s, 411s. What about 711? Something like that. So I am going to be speaking with friends of Medicare around uh, 145. And of course, um, love to hear from the listeners about how things are going today. And I think it is a lot more smoothly because it did take up a lot of our time yesterday. Yeah, it did indeed. And uh, yeah, it was interesting because we heard from the health minister yesterday afternoon. We didn't hear from Dr. Hinshaw. In fact, we're not going to hear from Dr. Hinshaw until Monday. So I don't know if we're going to get an update uh, either today or tomorrow on how, how vaccines are going. I guess we'll uh, we'll watch for that then too. Yeah, and I can understand. I mean, it's the budget today and uh, she usually takes at least one day off. However, earlier in the week, we were under the impression that she would have been making the updates Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. And then suddenly yesterday morning it was like, mm, there's not going to be an actual news conference we'll just see it posted online so i'm sure today with the budget makes sense tomorrow have the day off monday a lot of people will be tuning in because they want to know is this the the next step in reopening the economy so we'll watch that one closely Indeed, we shall. Thank you, Ansha. Angela Kokal will be in uh, after 12.30. She's filling in for me as uh, I fill in here in this time slot. And, uh, yeah, the budget coming down at uh, 3.15 this afternoon. I want to turn our attention right now to a debate happening uh, just east of Calgary uh, around the community uh, of Rosebud. And uh, there's certainly some opposition. Well, there's also certainly support uh, for a proposed $500 million motorsports racing park. Now, certainly the Calgary area, I think, is has been lacking that kind of a facility for some time. The question is you know where where do we put one and and what kind of a project makes sense so th- this is actually pretty a- ambitious to start with building uh, a driving facility the race course and uh, and the facilities that go with it uh, but eventually expanding to something much bigger uh, to have multiple courses to have a hotel uh, to have some uh, some condominiums even in this area so this project is going through an environmental review it's called Badlands Motorsports. So joining us to talk a bit more about this process, what's envisioned, and to address some of the concerns that have been raised about the impact of this. Very pleased to welcome to the program uh, James uh, Zalazo, who is CEO of, uh, rather CFO of uh, Badlands Motorsports. James, thanks so much for joining us here. Welcome to the program. Hello, yes, I'm here. Appreciate you joining us here today. First of all, clarify for us where this proposal is, because it is near the community of Rosebud. I think the land itself is technically in Kneehill County, though, and, and that's important for who makes the decisions on this. Yes, it is in Kneehill County. It's on the border of Wheatland County, which where Rosebud is in that county in Wheatland. 
the project uh, the project site is approximately uh, five kilometers uh, southeast of Rosebud. It's not in Rosebud. It's not that near to Rosebud, even though that seems to be uh, the focus of it. <clears throat> right. It's actually closest uh, uh, area for communication Wentz, uh, is, is uh, of course, Drum Heller. And that's where the support services and the various interest and in mostly comes from with respect to uh, the, the advantages for their right. community. Uh, once the road, whether the significant part of the project is to upgrade the road system from a, a gravel road to a, a, paved, a, a paved highway, two-lane highway to get to it, which is part of the project, which is also a fairly expensive part of the project. Uh, but once that is done, it's a, just a quick drive from about 25 minutes to Drum Heller, which will be the most uh, convenient access point. Okay. Uh, Rosebud, in effect, is not that close to it uh, as what you know, we may believe. Uh, it is um, to actually to uh, get to it, to drive to it, of course, on the existing road systems, which are not that good, is still about 10 to 12 kilometers away. So it isn't the nearness is what uh, what is sort of portrayed. Um, that's the location. The location from Calgary, of course, is the important one, which is uh, the most convenient one would be going out Highway 9 past, uh, uh, but there's various different routes, but Highway 9 to Drumheller and before, there's a route, <clears throat> there's an area uh, called uh, Horseshoe Canyon, Okay. Uh, on the way to um, Drumheller, well, at that point, just there is where we would go south to our our uh, our site, which is fairly remote uh, from, and there's really not very much around it. So it's it's a we thought and think it's a an ideal site for uh, something that's very uh, you know in the river valleys and the rivers and. We have a river running through it, and so it adds an awful lot to to our project and the scenery that we will have uh, for the development for yeah. any of the residential is there. Uh, so Nihil County has given approval to, to this. Absolutely. I guess, We've had right, the bylaws so, passed yeah. quite some time ago, actually, back as far as 2014. Okay. The area structure plan has been bylaw approved and the reason, the zoning for it. So that's all been completed. And uh, there we've also completed the environmental assessment has been done. It's not in approval. It's been completed. What is in process now is just the appeal, which right. is very customary on all yeah. these environmental projects that do involve uh, wetlands, and we do have that aspect of it in the environmental significance. There's a lot of a uh, lot of uh, work required to comply with all the regulations and rules that have that are required, and that's basically what we've completed, and we're approved. We're actually in a position to can start construction. There's nothing stopping us from doing that, other than raising the necessary funding at this stage, even though. The appeal is in process. It's not for the project. 
the project's been approved. It's just for this Water Act approval, okay. which is uh, the portion that is regarding the stormwater management thing, to, which is the environmental impact on the river itself. And those 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 have been completed. They're not. There's there's it's not a public hearing. It's not what uh, normally you take in getting the approvals done. Those have been completed. So when you say you're ready to begin construction, is it possible then that that, that could begin this year? Absolutely. It yeah. could happen tomorrow if we have all the funds in place. We just don't want to start. We, we have to have a sufficient amount of funds to make, make sure the road is completed, which is a fairly expensive start our first phase. So uh, the, um, the, the regulations basically that we've required to pass have been done. So we're not restricted by really anything. The the possibility on the hearings with respect to the appeal board uh, is potential of that there could be a condition. Maybe we might have to revise something. But it's very clear, to make it clear, this uh, a process is, uh, is not an approval. It's the approval's been done. It's the appeal of the approval by the minister to the minister to the uh, director of environment. In terms of the economic impact, you believe this will have, um, you know, to, to have something like this in the area. Obviously, there's going to be a lot of jobs on, on the construction side and then on the operations side. How significant do you expect that to be? Very significant, especially in our climate today, and the total uh, support and the reason the. The government's mandate right now is for uh, economic diversification, and tourism is one area that has the most potential for expansion too. And there is a definitely a could be our number, actually eventually our number two economic driver, uh, number three now I believe it is, and I think our area for the east side of. Calgary or the east side of the province is definitely primed for this type of thing. There's all a lot of interest in it from the area of Badlands, uh, the groups, the associations, the Badlands organization itself, and all the communities have shown very strong support for this development. Uh, And um, it will provide uh, many jobs, uh, the operations, especially as it expands. Uh, this, this is a this plan is to complete to have a completely self-contained community, uh, and uh, re, but it's a resort and it's not intended to be a municipality as such. But uh, it would be a, a, a fully contained. I mean, as it grows, we'll have a, 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 its own sewage disposal systems, etc. But it will take. It's not going to happen. Immediately, the nucleus, of course, is the road, road courses, and that is the, the desire to get that going first. And it actually, the, it can actually function independently, and it'll be just by depending on the demands of developing the other parts of it. The, the, the significance of it is that the, constru- the comprehensive site development plan for all the structures that we have plans have been approved. In other words, these are all, all the land use uh, part of the, the bylaw has been passed. It's a direct control district. 
where it sort of moves along. So all these things. And so that was a very extensive uh, feature of getting to this point where going through the processes, the area structure plan, and all of the uh, information is all public. It, you can review it on the websites of uh, Nihil County of, of the project. And um, that's where we are. I said jobs is definitely a very big, uh, uh, not only the jobs in directly in the area, but also the, the outlying areas and the interest that uh, it will create uh, to draw to the to the area it's we're billing this as almost the gateway to the badlands because there it'll bring an awful lot of people to the to the to the area that will there also like to explore the other areas of yeah. the badlands and so these are the support that we have from drum heller in particular and the mayor and the officials and the and the economic the um the Chamber of Commerce there and those businesses are very keen on this project because there is definitely a big spin-off to them. Well, we'll let people know. Uh, they can read more about the project. The website is BadlandsMotorsportsResort.com, and uh, we'll keep following this, James. Appreciate the update, and uh, all the best with this. Appreciate it. Okay. Thank you. All right, take care. Uh, James uh, Zalazo, Chief Financial Officer with Badlands Motorsports. So BadlandMotorsportsResort.com is their website, and you can get a better understanding of what they're proposing to, to build here. I mean, it looks pretty impressive, you know, the, the idea of it. Again, not everybody in the area is crazy about it. There's the concern about potential environmental impact, you know, being this close to the river. So that's what's being sorted out right now. And uh, like I said, we'll keep an eye on, on that process. All right, we'll take uh, another quick break here. Back to wrap things up on a Thursday afternoon right after this. Welcome back. 403-974-8255. Uh, get our text here. says, I couldn't care less about racing and will never visit this proposed development. But there is so little economic development out there and little wildlife that I'm aware of that I think if they can get their immediate neighbors on board, I say, why not? Again, I mean... You're going to get differences of opinion with any kind of proposed project, especially one this big. Um, Knee County. So this is in Knee County. And, and so it's interesting because it, it is, cl well, and, and, you know, you heard the guests say, oh, it's not that close to Rosebud, but it is somewhat close to Rosebud. And so that, that falls within uh, Wheatland County. But this technically is in Knee County. So if you're in Wheatland County, you don't necessarily have any standing in Kneehill County proceedings. But if it's right up against the border from one county to another, then you get potentially those issues. So Kneehill County has already uh, given approval to this. They've signed a development agreement, in fact, with, with the company. Uh, so because now it's, it's near the river, there's some environmental review, and this is uh, an appeal process. So the Environment uh, Appeals Board is is looking at this so uh there was a court ruling last year that that said they had to slow down the process allow more people to to basically be interveners and and have their say in, in these environmental hearings so that's where things stand is just to to ensure that everything's on the up and up with regard to the environmental impact but yeah th this will certainly have some economic impact in in terms of uh, building this now i again I don't know the economics of all of this. I, I, I know there's not a lot available in terms of motorsports racing in southern Alberta. There's a couple of 
uh, tracks near Edmonton. There's a, an oval uh, just near Wetaskiwin, and there's also one uh, closer to Edmonton. I think it's the Castrol Raceway, I believe it's called. There's not a lot in southern Alberta. So there, there may be some demand either to use this track or just to, for people to get out and watch racing events. So the, um, the long-term vision for this is pretty ambitious. A $500 million project, multiple racetracks, a hotel, and even condominiums. So you'd have some people who actually live out there. So they eventually want to build a big racing community in every sense. A world-class automotive road course, a full-service recreational resort, and a residential community. They expect up to 280 vehicles on site during weekdays, that number swelling to 400 on weekends. So they want to have two courses operating 12 hours a day, 200 days a year. 200 seems optimistic, honestly, in Alberta, but maybe. Uh, 15 to 20 cars on track at any time, and they expect to employ between 100 and 200 staff. Uh, so yeah, there's there's jobs associated with building this, jobs associated with running this, and, you know, obviously economic development matters, not at all costs, obviously, but... Uh, this seems like something something doable. We'll see if these environmental concerns can can get laid out. So uh, at least the, the you know what they've got in terms of mock-up and the whole backdrop of the Badlands, yeah, it looks pretty impressive. You know, it's a pretty scenic place to have a, a road course going through. So I get the idea. I mean, again, I don't live near this, so it's it's easier for me to sit back and say, what's everyone so worried about? So I, I get that there are people who feel that they're going to be impacted by this or the potential environmental impacts of this. So that's what this whole process exists for. Uh, someone else points out that uh, Three Hills is uh, already home to the Street Freaks uh, show and shine. Thousands come every year, so that culture's already there. Another one says, if you can't get a project as benign and economically attractive as a racetrack approved, you might as well forget about doing any kind of development in Alberta. Yeah, and, and look again. I mean, you know, if if it's if it's near the the river, if it's going to potentially have some impact in that sense, you got to go through the process. But um, yeah, it's a fair point. I mean, if you say no to that, then what kind of a message does that send, right? Anyway, uh, that's pretty much going to do it for us here this afternoon. Don't forget uh, three just after three o'clock. I think around three fifteen is what we're hearing. Uh, Finance Minister Travis Taves is going to be presenting the budget in the Alberta legislature. And uh, we will be speaking with Travis Taves on the program tomorrow. I think we got him slotted in for 11 o'clock tomorrow uh, to talk about this budget. We're expecting a deficit around $14 billion. We're not expecting new taxes, probably not expecting any significant spending cuts. But that's going to be the dilemma for the province here and the expectation that in some areas you spend now, other areas maybe there's room to, uh, to be a little more modest. But um, I don't think we're expecting any huge surprises in that sense. I think a lot of this has already been mostly telegraphed by the province. The question going forward, though, is, you know, when do we get around to having those conversations about some serious and fundamental changes to how government operates and how money is spent and how much money is spent? And the other interesting question is going to be, what about oil prices? Right? There's some, some bullish uh, optimism out there when it comes to oil prices, maybe even talking of $100 a barrel by later this year. I don't know how, how, how smart it would be for the government to table its budget with $100 a barrel as their own forecast. 
But, you know, it just it shows how difficult it is to peg the price of oil going forward, which is a difficult game at the best of times. So that's going to be an interesting one to keep an eye on this afternoon. So like I said, plenty to get to uh, on the budget tomorrow. Travis Taves and uh, many others weighing in and certainly an opportunity for you to have your say as well. So plenty of budget coverage uh, coming up tomorrow on the program. Just to want to take a quick uh, quick second here in our uh, final moments, say big thanks to our Hero of the Month for the month of February, Wade Kozak of the Kozak Financial Group, CIBC Wood Gundy, big believers in giving back to the community and big supporters of the Calgary Children's Foundation. And we thank them for that and honor them as our Hero of the Month for the month of February, Wade Kozak, Kozak Financial Group, CIBC Wood Gundy. All right, Angela Cocott is uh, in, waiting in the wings and uh, will take over after the 1230 News. My name is Rob Breckenridge. Back with you tomorrow at 930. Talk to you then. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, starting at 1230 on News Talk 770 Calgary.